Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. And all month long, we are featuring our veterans. And we're talking not only about what we can learn from the veterans uh, and their service, what we can learn and really know and grow with what they're doing today and help us all not only to understand more, but to appreciate and recognize those who give their time in service of our country. So joining me today is Pastor John McClain, and he was a specialist in the Army, so we're going to learn a little bit more about that. But he really, what was so exciting about having him on the show today, not only about his military background, but what he's doing today as the founder of Veteran Rescue Mission, he established a tiny house village and a transition center to help vets who are trying to make that transition out of the military and into housing. And I know this is a big issue, so I can't wait to learn more about it. So first of all, John, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you absolutely for having me. I'm real blessed to be here. This has been such an amazing series to do as I'm listening to so many incredible stories and I'm learning so much. And I always say that I did not grow up in a military family. So what I'm learning has just been blowing my mind in terms of, you know, really understanding not only the sacrifice it takes to be in the military, but really to um, to have a greater appreciation of how people transition out of the military and, you know, kind of that transition into civilian life, but what are the challenges and what are the opportunities with it? So I give just a little bit of an overview of you. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and your experience in the military. Yeah, absolutely. I I served eight years in the military. I'm actually a fourth generation veteran. So um, I was pretty much destined to join the military. (laughs) Uh, But I joined shortly after 9-11. for, you know, I, I want to think for obvious reasons, I just felt like, you know, I, I was called to it. I was 18 years old at the time. So it was, it was kind of in the stars for me. Um, when I joined in 2001, I was sent to Iraq shortly after that. I was one of the first wow. waves to Iraq. Um, and then I did 18 months in Iraq, returned home. And um, thankfully, when I did return home, I adjusted okay. I became a pool and landscape contractor. And I was fairly successful in Tucson, but a lot of people, a lot of veterans, a lot of veterans, they realize it doesn't just be right after the trauma happens. Trauma happens for that trauma to 
really set in. Really set in. And that was definitely the and case. That was definitely the case where yeah, the, um, the trauma and just kind of the buildup hit me six years after returning from Iraq. And uh, somewhat of a mental breakdown left me living on the streets. And um, thankfully, in that time, I used it to, to help the other unhoused people that were on the streets to get connected with benefits and to challenge some of the laws that criminalize homelessness. And thankfully, also, um, we're able to have 14 different laws changed. So in the city of Tucson, it isn't a crime to be homeless. And then uh, wow. following that energy, um, I, I started getting some of the help that I needed. I connected with um, veteran housing, got into housing, and then also got connected with my disability benefits. That money to purchase the property um, that I own now. John, that is... Um, that, there's just so many pieces in there, you know, thank you so much for sharing that because, um, it's important. It's such an important topic. I mean, you're, you're talking about mental health issues, which are so critically important for us to be able to discuss, discuss openly and honestly in our society, talking about changing laws about, you know, criminalizing, you know, helping to decriminalize just the homelessness process. That's amazing. And then really understanding where your benefits are. Um, that's, you know, one of the, uh, you know, we kick off, kicked off this month's series with my friend, um, Rob Luigi, who's uh, with uh, DAV, so Disabled American Vets. And we talk about this all the time, how many people don't realize what's available to them. And, you know, f- for you to have not only gone through this, but helped spearhead this for others, it must have felt satisfying to you. And yet, probably frustrating that you had to go through it as well. Um, definitely more satisfying than frustrating. Um, certainly what I tell people a lot is it just feels good to have found my call. Mm-hmm. After kind of um, everybody in life, we all kind of land trying to figure out what God wants from us, what our purpose is and what we're great at, what we're going to do. And definitely it was really, it's been really rewarding finding this and being able to tell a veteran, hey, I was homeless for five years. I would possibly only be homeless for a month if I would have known somebody like me. Been through it that cares enough to connect me to the benefits and inform me. And like you're saying, eight percent of it is just informing people about what benefits are available. Because you don't know if you don't know. Yeah. And you don't always know what to, who to ask. And, you know, really great point, too, of recognizing that, you know, when you finally had things um, kind of settle, shake down mentally, you know, five, six years later, you're not in the loop also. You know, you're not in all the services. So you might not know who to turn to or who to ask. And uh, the fact that you found it for yourself is really amazing. Tell us a little bit more about, like, creating this this tiny house village. Uh, yeah, I was, um, it was on the tail of me being the chaplain of a homeless veteran campus, which is kind of a forward idea, but it was a 70-person homeless veteran encampment with military tents set up, and it had a kitchen, showers, bathroom, a whole shebang bang It wasn't a city-sanctioned encampment, but it was but it was much might as well been because it was a pretty place. 
And, um, and um, still a lot of political attention. attention. I realized, I realized we had to we had move to forward if we wanted there to be wanted there to be stateside. stateside. So, uh, probably about six uh, probably months about before it actually closed down. down property that I property that I own with the dream of the creating dream a time of creating the time the transition people transition people into house because uh, the past pretty much the past pretty, pretty much I've been traveling around around studying up tiny house tiny house with the dream of the dream of being the first person to run a person to run a tiny house and so far it's come it's come so John one of the questions that I ask people is you know and it's kind of a funny question to ask, but I guess what should every one of us know about military life that, that we probably don't know? Um, something that, you know, that you learned along the way that maybe even surprised you about, you know, what, what it was in terms of your life in the military. I think the big thing I like to say, particularly people like that support us or people that were raised in the military, whether we realize it or not, all kind of part of that military family. We all have uncle or a brother or a cousin or a dad or a mom or a grandpa or something of that nature that was And being a fourth generation uh, military brat myself, um, I spent the first 18 years of my life in my life folding my bed with hospital everything, dress right, dress, um, you know, kind of being prepared. And then also, I was stuck with some of the sacrifices, sacrifices some of the struggles, some of the hard times, the hard times. from being from being this idea that idea that John McClain that McClain that served the only one sacrifice sacrifice because because the people that are people are, that are, are that, that military that person military person. Sacrifices. sacrifices I think that's a good, that's a good, good idea that we can kind of all wrap our head around, our head around some level some of, of and, um, this and, um, military this family. Military that family it's okay. And we need to talk we about it. We need to talk about it. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good point because I always say I didn't grow up in a military family, but I had relatives that were in the military. And, um, you know, you now that I'm you know, no more to ask different questions and, you know, really pay attention to it. It, you, you, um, your awareness really is raised. I, I agree. I think we're all touched at some point in time. You just have to open your eyes and see who it is around you. Mm-hmm. I love it. So I know you talked about, you know, recognizing the transition that happened to you, um, you know, a few years down the road, but you also said earlier that, you know, initially when you transitioned out of the military, it was pretty seamless. Um, you know, you started, uh, you know, a new kind of career path, you are doing well. But so when you look back at your transition time, you know, what did you learn during the transition uh, out of the military, whether it's right in the beginning, or, you know, when, when you recognize that, you know, things kind of followed you five or six years later? Mm. I definitely, and I, and I think the military has been making a really good effort of handling it now. But when I first got out of the military, I wish I would have got mental health. I would have wish I would have gone to counseling more. I wish I would have connected with the VA sooner. Because uh, I got out of the military in 2009, and I didn't go to the VA for the first time until 2013. 
So a lot of this stuff, whether it's the stigma that's around mental health treatment or just the idea of I'm a big, tough soldier man, I don't need help. Um, we as family members need to start eroding that a little bit because if I would have got a lot of that when I got back from Iraq or when I first got out of the military, I may have never been homeless or I may have never had to deal with some of the struggles that I did deal with. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and you're right. I can see that a lot of people would be hesitant to to even um, consider asking for help or sometimes even know that they need help. And yet mental health we know is one of the biggest challenges for vets as they transition out, whether or not they had trauma or not, um, that there's you know, just the, the challenge of, of going from one type of lifestyle to another can be really challenging on people. And if you're not inclined to, you know, have a process, you know, or, or a support system for it, you may not know where to go, or you may not know how beneficial it can be for you. I wonder if, um, I know that there's a lot of things that the military are doing now, like for instance, a lot of um, kind of suicide pre prevention and awareness in especially um, you know, certain branches of the military in certain positions. There's, I, I was actually just seeing a, I saw a call for proposals for training um, and it's for, I think like uh, machinists um, in one, one uh, fraction of the air force, because in that, in that one group, they have an extremely high rate of suicide and so I think that there's there's a heightened awareness to it now. I just wonder if we'll continue to try and do things more proactively for everyone within the military when you're in and as you're transitioning. I think it would really be helpful. It seems to be so. I mean, definitely what I'm seeing from the top down is they're starting to use some of the rhetoric we were using 10 years ago. Um, so that's it's very promising. There's homeless suicide or the veteran suicide task force being created and there's um all different type of funding packages putting forward for whether it's treatment or things around getting better assistance to prevent suicide so yeah after you know five or six years of us activists being the only one kind of touting it's great to hear it almost as like mainstream issue that people are getting behind. Yeah, I agree. I love it. So, I mean, I think those are the challenges. What about, you know, what do you, when you look back now, what, what do you think you were most successful at in transitioning out of the military? Um, I definitely, I, and it's something I've kind of told people even nowadays, even when I talk about some of the bad stuff that happened to me in the military. It's this one little thing one it taught me. Never known if I didn't win the military. And I certainly would have been a poor landscape landscape I would have never been a business owner. In that time, I certainly wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't have had the wherewithal to change laws when I was I wouldn't have been to create a tiny house. I wouldn't have been able to write a book. There's all these things that kind of come hand in hand with I love it. I totally agree. I've heard that as a common theme as well. So if you could go back 
at any point in time and talk to the younger John and tell him anything that would have shocked his potential farther or faster or kept him on the same exact path, when would you go back in time and what would you tell him? I would go back to 18-year-old me. And it was something funny enough that I just started this year. Like, um, Louise, I think your your friend, he, he, I read his book, Morning Morning. And um, mm-hmm. it, um, he just has things that he's done that make his life better, life just without better. realizing. My morning rituals that I took up ever since COVID kind of hit, and you have plenty of time on your hands, you don't have time anymore. Is I started reading for an hour, writing for an hour, and working out, and doing those things every day have made it so. Uh, someone who was making a documentary, finished that documentary, documentary able to write a book, write a about book about what I've been doing for the past, for the past and kind of life along, almost along, almost based off of these little, of these little every morning. So I definitely wish I would have been doing. I would have been doing the. I don't know I may be president of the president if I would have taken up sooner. I love it. Uh, believe me, I'd like to have some other candidate options right now. <laughs> I love it. Well, John, I know we'll have all your contact information on our show notes so that people can find out about you. I'm assuming that you have ways um, for people to support and enhance what you do with your tiny house village. Absolutely. Yeah. If they okay, go, good. So, better and rescue mission. There's a little PayPal link right there on the homepage, as well as there's all kinds of links to show all the programs we do, whether that's the tiny house to do a talk radio show every week that's happening in our community. Uh, as I said, we have a documentary coming out too, and then we have a whole bunch of different types of different connect veterans with benefits. So, so go check that out. I love it. And we will definitely have all those links in our show notes. So thank you. Before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners? Huh, this is, you've been asking a good question. This has been a really good show. I would, the big pearl of advice I would get from having caught a couple of your shows and having uh, seen this show is people should definitely tune in again. There's lots of gain from this show. So I appreciate it. I appreciate you for having me on. Thank you, John. I appreciate that too. I sure have been enjoying uh, meeting new people and learning some incredible things about what people are doing. So I'm so glad that you found value in it. And I'm so glad that we can help spread your mission because I think what you are doing is absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. God bless. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.